it's just amazing whenever you let the Lord do things, how smoothly it'll go. Usually the only hiccup is yourself. Welcome to Ordinary Discussion Podcast. Guys, thank you for uh, tuning in and, and, and listening today. We have uh, an awesome guest today. He's a previous participant in Ordinary Men, uh, previous leader in Ordinary Men, and he has been such an encouragement to me in seeing uh, the life change that has happened uh, through his process in Ordinary Movement. Of course, it's God in and through his life that has done that, but but um, I do I do believe that his testimony is extremely um, compelling and something you definitely want to hear. So uh, David Shelton is our guest, and uh, you you will definitely enjoy what he has to say. Guys, if you enjoy our podcast, I ask you to please like, subscribe, leave comments on YouTube. All that helps us with the algorithms and gets the word of God out at a greater capacity. So anything you can do to help us in that area, I would really, really appreciate it. And plus, we don't want you to miss any future podcasts. So guys, thanks again. And uh, let's get the show started. Let's do this. David Shelton, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Now that we got that technical difficulties figured out. Well, it would happen to me. I'm not technological. <laughs> technological. Is that, is that a word? <laughs> Te- yeah. yeah, I think techno, maybe. Southern Illinois it is. <laughs> so David lives in Southern Illinois. It's where I grew up. And uh, it, it, he is uh, the quintessential ordinary man, ordinary man. Uh, I mean that with all all due respect, and uh, I just have a ton of respect for David and his story. I wanted to bring him on. I want to do this more. I want to bring on past participants, past leaders. Um, yeah, of course, it will promote what we're doing in Ordinary Movement, but more so because I think these testimonies have a great ability to um, really encourage other people in their faith. And uh, I, I'm sure that somebody listening is going to be going through a similar situation that you have gone through, David, and I just believe that your story uh, can have a huge impact in their life. So uh, why don't you start by telling us just a little about who you are, and then we'll just dive in. Uh, yeah, uh, David Shelton, lived here in Southern Illinois my whole life. Uh, dad's a pastor, at, associate pastor at Whittington Baptist Church. Grew up as a pastor's kid. Everybody knows the labels put on that, and I lived it to the extreme. And... Uh, was a wild rebel child, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it, it took a long time to get straightened out, but with the Lord's help and uh, a lot of great things can come from that. I do believe that I can help somebody that's been through some of those things that some other people have not lived that I have, and I believe that I could maybe help them along the way. That's awesome. Uh, married, beautiful wife, two ornery boys that I love more than anything. And, uh, I don't know We're uh, I'm excited to see what God has for us. Yeah, that's great. So let's just dive straight in here. So you were in an ordinary men's group a couple of years ago. Was that in 2000? What was that? 20 or 19? Uh, 20. Remember? Yeah. 2020 COVID year. Yeah. Fun COVID year. Yeah. So, um, tell me about your experience with that. Um, I know going into it, you were reluctant. I think you maybe even were, were thinking about not doing it. And uh, I would just love to hear about where you were in life uh, when you were invited in, uh, kind of your process in ordinary movement, ordinary men, 
and then kind of uh, any life change that you experienced through that process. So I, I know that uh, this, this could be a, a 20 minute uh, conversation around this one question, but that's absolutely great. So I'd, I'd love to just uh, yeah, hear your journey. Yeah. So uh, kind of hinted that I was a wild child there. I had been getting back into the word and come back to church, you know, wanted to keep raising my kids in church, was getting back in you know, living for the Lord, you know, trying to do my best. And uh, Casey, your brother, and Aaron Webb came up to me and approached me about joining. What's up, Casey and Aaron? <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> but they approached me, and I and I was all in. I was like, yeah, this is what I need, something to keep me accountable, get me into the Word, you know, like-minded men. This is great. Well, then COVID hit. Well, that kind of paused mm -hmm. starting everything. And uh, going through that, you know, we – not much was said about it or anything. And I, we was, we was coming to church, you know, we had, a, that was during COVID, not supposed to be there. We were behind the line, you know, not seen on camera. <laughs> Good for you guys. You know, but uh, Casey walked by and said, hey, when are we going to do this? I was like, let's get this started. Well, you know, and that kind of lit a fire in him. He told me, you know, that kind of got everything stirring again. Well, in the meantime, we get uh, a diagnosis from my wife, breast cancer. And, uh, obviously that came out of nowhere because she's young, you know, which could happen to anybody, but we just wasn't expecting that. And, uh, so then here we are, we're, we're dealing with that and, uh, Lord's taking care of everything as he always does behind the scenes. He's the world's best. I mean, he can do it all. You know, he always does. He takes care of everything, even when we don't see it. But that's going on. I'm dealing with that. <clears throat> and then we're starting this group. Well, I'm reluctant. At this point, it's like, I don't know where I'm going with this. Do I, you know, am I going to have the time? Blah, blah, blah. Coming up with every, you know, fleshly excuse that I can come up with. And uh, I, I said, you know what? I need to do this. And uh, we get started. And it best thing that could ever happen to me. I mean, at that time, for sure, because I very easily could have uh, reverted back to, uh, you know, my old lifestyle and made it about me and be selfish and not been the man for my wife and my kids that I needed to be. But, uh, you know, this, this group brought me up, picked me up and carried me through some times that uh, I can never say thank you enough, you know, but the Lord knew that I needed and he knew that it was going to come during this time. I, I mean, everything happens for a reason. He guided Jeremy to, he put this on his heart. And Jeremy was obedient and came up with this and with the Lord working through him. And he's impacted so many people. And I was just one of the people on his timeline that he knew needed this. And I've been through so much, putting myself through so much that, you know, the Lord knew it was going to take something to get me serious and stay on and you know and he knew I needed it this time and uh so we do the group and I mean it was just I mean you know you want to have like-minded men but I mean it was just the perfect groups for me to you know to start out in everybody I mean it's just great uh we uh we went through it together and like I said they picked me up and they got me through some times and uh prayed for me and the whole time, you know, this is all about having an intimacy, you know, an intimate relationship with Christ and your brother. So That's this right. brought me closer to Jesus. 
in the difficult, most difficult time I'd ever been in or may ever be in. And, and that's the answer to everything is the relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, this stepping stone and teaching me and disciples, discipling me through that time is just, it's amazing. And uh, lots of good things have come out of it. And it actually led into me uh, doing my own group there the, after that. Yeah, so I have a lot of questions about your your leading and all that, but let's uh, we'll we'll get to that. I, I so, I mean, what would you say during that season? I mean, what you said it was it was a game changer for you. I mean, maybe putting some words in your mouth, but um, it was a game changer for you. It, it was a perfect timing. Um, and thank you for your kind words, by the way. It means a lot. Um, and you know, your brother, the brothers were there along with you, which is that intentional relationship piece we talk about as our core value. You mentioned about um, intimacy with Jesus and how important that is. And that relationship piece, that's one of our core values. And then you talked about, you multiplied out. So like you are the, like I say, man, you are the poster child, ordinary man. Um, so tell me like practically, how did that, like, let's look at intimacy, like practically, how did into that, that concept of intimacy with the Lord, is that something that was, uh, new to you or something new, like a new practice for you? What, how would you, how would you go about explaining that? Yeah, it was a, it was for sure a new practice. I mean, I was raised in church and we believed in the Holy Spirit and having a relationship, but uh, actually sitting down and it, for me, ordinary men, I mean, I'm sure it was the Lord speaking to me like he did to you, but for me, it was, it broke it down to me as like, like sitting down and just like I'm talking to you. And that's, that's how I communicate with the Lord. My prayers aren't as scripted out maybe for lack of better words, you know, just the same old hit the same thing. It's, it's more like I kind of sit there and I talk like I'm talking to you or my dad or my wife. And then I sit back and I listen. Well, I had, I had done all kinds of asking and praying, but I hadn't really got quiet to listen. Now, do I hear something all the time? No, but, uh, I, I definitely feel, feel or hear the Lord. I, I've never been able to do that before. I, I firmly believe that he leads me to say and do certain things, and I try to do be very obedient to that. Uh, just like leading a group, or you know, doing something like this, or I've had other things spur up over the last couple of years from after OM that I would have never done, getting on stage and kind of put my heart out there. Mark asked me to do that one Sunday morning, and I actually was asked to fill in at a church, small community church here, and. Uh, preached one morning and I wouldn't say preach, gave a message and I pretty well stole that straight from OM. Uh, but I used one of our, our, our uh, chapters, you know, I did it on the blood and, uh, you know, yeah, and that's yes. that the blood and the cross and all that was broken down in ways that I hadn't picked up on on my own and it's there and, it, and it's just, it's impactful, very impactful the way it's broke down and, um, I was able to share that with some people. I don't know how great I did. I mean, I did it for the Lord, but I had uh, 11 people in there and a bunch of blank stares. So, <laughs> well, uh, that, uh, I think that's most pastors' experience—a bunch of blank stares. Um, so you're in good company, I believe. Um, that there's a funny story around that, by the way. First off, kudos to you. I, I don't care if it's a small church with 11 people or a big church with a thousand people. Like <laughs> getting on stage and and giving the sermon would be 
that's a big leap of faith. Uh, and uh, so proud of you for doing that. Uh, but that just goes back to what we talk about in ordinary movement all the time is that God, God calls the willing, not necessarily the most talented, right? And he just wants our willingness and he'll, he'll, he'll be faithful in, in using that. But a funny story, you said you had like a 30 or 40 minute message, right? Prepared. Yeah. And it took you how long to actually give it? Uh, 10 minutes on the nose. <laughs> and you thought I was going to take how long? Yeah, I, I was expecting at least 25 to 30 minutes is what I had in my mind, you know, and I prepared it and had stuff wrote out and went over things, tried to do studying, not go up there and wing it because I w I'm not to the point where I could wing anything, but, uh, <laughs> I got up there and I seen, I mean, my, my ordinary men group was as large as the, uh, as the congregation that morning, but I got up there in front of everybody. I stared at everybody yeah, yeah. and blowed right through it. <laughs> <laughs> you when you text me that and said I, I finished it in 10 minutes it's supposed to be 30 minutes I couldn't help but laugh because I've done that stuff so many times now I do the opposite I never I I, I talk too much so I need to, I need a little of you a little of that in me um so you you said something that that really struck me is that um I mean you had a lot of a reasons not to do this this group right you you, mm -hmm. you your wife had cancer covid it was easy to slide back in your old routine. Uh, I'm sure you could come up with a million other excuses, just like all of us. What would you say to someone that is considering being in ordinary movement that, that feels that same way? I mean, what, what would you say to them? Well, I, I mean, first off, I, I think if you're coming up with a million and two excuses to not do something for the Lord, then you want to jump in head first. And I'm trying to keep that mentality myself because the enemy is going to do everything in its power to stop you from building the kingdom. And, uh, you know, the flesh, it's all in all of us, no matter whether it's for the Lord or whatever, we can come up with excuses not to do things. But I feel like the enemy is really going to help you come up with excuses to not do for the Lord. I mean, you know, whenever you join the team and you, uh, except Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you get baptized, that puts a target on your back. But the Lord is there with you and you got the armor of God on and he's going to carry you through everything. He won't give you anything you can't handle, but the flesh is going to tell you not to do this. And uh, the flesh is the enemy. Yeah, that's good stuff. So anything else you want to talk about, about your experience as a participant before we move, move on to like your leadership? No, uh, I don't think so. Okay. So then, so you went through the whole, I mean, obviously we're condensing a year into a couple of minutes here, but you went through this whole process, ordinary movement. Uh, I know you and I spoke several times during that it seemed like you were, there was a lot of impact in your life. Um, and I'm not trying to like say ordinary movement did it was the Holy spirit in and through your life. Like I, I understand that. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're just, we're just hoping to point people in a direction. Then it's their responsibility to walk that out. And so you did, we did the 1%, you did the 99, you did the, you did the 5% and got, well, whatever you get what I'm saying. Sure. Um, not, not a good analogy, but, um, so all praise to the Lord on that. But so you went through this whole process and then at the end, it wasn't right away that you led a group, right? It was, it was, it was sometime after. Yeah, it was, uh, probably closer to a year. And, uh, of course, once you got done with your year, you, Take a deep breath, happy that you, you know, it was the best thing you did. But you're taking a little break, 
looking, listening for the Lord to lead me. What my my experience, I was listening and waiting to see what the Lord had for me because you, yes, the ordinary movement, ordinary man, it's a huge proponent. But you have said from the get go, whether it be ordinary man or whatever it may be, to step up and step out. You know what the Lord leads you to do, whether it be. Like right, right now, we got a group that started from actually a man out of my, a gentleman from my group, uh, didn't do OM, but he started a group that uh, we're all going to, we're going to read through the Bible in a year. We're doing one of the apps oh, awesome. on the, the Bible app and we're doing it together, you know, each day and we're going to get together about once a month. Who is that? Uh, Bob Martin. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's got 30 people committed, you know, as of right now. Wow. And uh, we're going to get together once a month. We got together the other night. We ate, we fellowshiped. And um, I, I think that's huge. I mean, I know we call it ordinary movement right now, and I'm glad that the ordinary women and all that, that's fantastic. But I feel a huge call for men, godly men in this day and age. And uh, just like the other night, just getting together with uh, like-minded men, godly brothers. I mean, we had prayer time, and uh, there's just stuff moving all the time and for us to build each other up in this time because we need godly men to step up and step out, and we need to come together in Christ and stand against the evil that's going on right now. And uh, just whatever it is, whether it's ordinary men or like this group here, just getting men together and uh, keep them going, keep them in the word, however it may be, whatever the Lord leads you to do. And uh, that's where I was at. I was waiting to see, you know, trying to wait and find, feel what the Lord was leading me to do. And I felt like he was wanting me to do a group. And then I was praying about names, you know, because I really feel that he, he lines that stuff up for you. You know, it's not just going like you're picking teams. I really feel like the Lord's <laughs> putting names on your heart, you know, and that's what he did with me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. was gonna, was wanting to do, I was nervous, of course, as I still get about a lot of things, but, uh, was wanting to do a co-leading deal and had another buddy that's going to do that and things wasn't lining up with that. And, uh, uh, you mentioned, uh, bringing dad on board and doing it together. And, uh, that was great. You know, he went through it and he was able to help me because, you know, he's been in the ministry for a long time, uh, leadership skills and stuff. If, if there was ever just a time where it needed this discussion, he picked up or whatever, if it, you know, he, he was able to keep it going and take some weight off my shoulders that uh, I didn't know was there until certain moments, you know, so it all worked out really good. Well, he tells me he didn't have to help at all. You had it. You had it. And I believe that you had it fully under control. Uh, but I think, I think, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I, I would challenge you to say that it was more, you didn't need him to pick up. You didn't need him to do all the, you, he was an, he was, he was kind of an encouragement to you. He, he gave you, uh, some, um, confidence that you needed, right? Yeah. It was just, it was good to have that wingman and that's discipleship in and of itself. Like having a wingman, right? It's like, right we always, are, are more brave when our, when we have somebody, I don't care if it's the most stupid thing in the world when we were kids and, and jumping our bikes over bricks or whatever stupid thing we were doing. Right. It's like, if your yes. buddy's with you, you'll do it. And, uh, so I, I, I believe that, um, you had it, but it was, it was nice to have that, that confidence with you. And I think that's such a special thing, man. I, as you know, my father passed away when I was 30, man, to have that opportunity to, to, to go through this process with my dad would be, oh man, it would be such a treat. And I think what, what you guys did is really special. And 
uh, man, it'd be really cool if other people could do that. Like if you've been through an OM group and you want to lead a group, like ask your dad to come in and help co-lead with you. I mean, I think it's just an unbelievable opportunity to not only strengthen your relationship with your heavenly father, but your earthly father as well. Absolutely. And, uh, so kudos to you for doing that. I also want to say, um, man, listening to you talk before that was like so encouraging. And uh, I was, I was getting so excited to hear you say, you know, Jeremy, as you say, it's not always about leading an OM group. It's about whatever God put on your heart. And I'm, I mean that with all my heart, it meant so much to hear you say that. I'm like, wow, people actually heard what or hearing what I'm saying. And you're right. Like hearing what Bob is doing and Bob, what's up? Um, hope you come to the OM national connect again this year. Bob was at the OM national connect last year. And David, you got to make it there too, but, um, uh, if you can, but, uh, hearing that Bob is multiplied out and doing what he's doing. I mean, that is, uh, that's the first I've heard of it. That is so encouraging to me. That is just as encouraging to me, maybe even more so than someone leading a group in ordinary movement, because I say more so because it's not just somebody doing something that some man asks. Uh, right. It's somebody doing something that the Lord has put on their heart. That is way more important than being a pleaser of man. So yes. that's awesome that I didn't know. I didn't know anything about that until just now. So uh, thanks for sharing that. That's, that's really powerful. Um, so you invited these guys into the group. Did you have troubles getting guys together or did, did a lot of guys say yes? Uh, it, I didn't, I, I, we had, uh, I can't remember. I'm, well, I, I had full attendance. So one person wasn't able to do it because of schedule. Um, I tried to work, you know, with men, and most of them, uh, we all got kids about the same age. So we got sports through the week, um, all different yeah. seasons, you know. So I tried to do it on Sunday night. That was the least likely night for, as a rule, you know, to uh, have sports. Yeah. And then, but the travel baseball stuff, uh, one person wasn't able to do it. That was the one day a week that it wasn't going to work for him. But, uh, yeah. you know, everybody was all, all in. You know, they were uh, tickle pink, and uh, they – they jumped in and uh, we had a ball. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we did the year and we, we worked out where on our off week, it was surrounded by food. And uh, we, uh, hmm. we, we enjoyed uh, getting into the word and having an intimate relationship with the Lord. But our off week was just as powerful, you know, getting together as men and uh, taking Terrence cooking and eating and fellowshipping. And uh, we were able to, on a, on one or two occasions, we brought our wives in on the off week and we had a fish fry at Mike McKinney's house and getting the women and children together. It was just, it was awesome. Just stand, you know, I stood back and I took some pictures, but I mean, just stood back and look at, uh, what the Lord, what the Lord can do, you know, and bringing everybody together. I mean, it's always been around food, you know, and, uh, we really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, food, food attracts a lot of people, <laughs> including myself. Um, so that's great. So it sounds like uh, I was going to ask a question about how, how you connected your group well, but I think you just answered that. And so, you know, intentional relationship is a big piece of ordinary movement. I feel like not for you, um, you, you excelled at it, but I feel like for a lot of people, that's the most difficult part. It's like getting together for the study, uh, having high challenge, high grace, all those things that are important to this process. Um, it, it seems to flow pretty well. Um, but it seems like there's a struggle sometimes with this intentional relationship piece. Um, you did it really well. Uh, is that something you set out from the beginning to, to really knock out of the park or did it just happen organically? Uh, I, I wanted everybody to uh, really get on board with that part of it too, because as men and, 
and my group had no problems with it. We're actually getting together again uh, here in about a couple of weeks. We're all going to get together again and eat and fellowship. We hadn't been together in a while. Uh, but, uh, you know, as men getting together and sharing our troubles and everything, being manly man, it's not it's not easy. And it's still a struggle for me at times. But uh, getting everybody together on that off week and uh, I mean, but like I said, that my group, they opened up very well and the trust was there and which I, you know the lord did that because there's some some men that just would never and i really thought we was going to struggle and some and those people ended up being some of the biggest uh sharers you know they shared the most and uh, the, the prayer and the fellowship was just amazing but i really wanted to lean in on that from the get-go but i really didn't have to the lord already had it taken care of as when we got started yeah, that's great. And I hope that's an encouragement to anybody listening of how valuable that, I mean, you would say that was probably, I mean, th- that was, that was just as valuable as the study portions. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back to it again. Like I said, being a manly man and all that stuff gets uh, pushed to the side, you know, you don't want to open up, you know, uh, I'm a crier and uh, I don't like to do that, but uh, you know, especially in front of your brother, you know, your buddies, your manly men and, but I just think it's very important. And uh, like I said, getting men together and rallying together now, uh, just leaning in on each other and being godly men and stepping up and stepping out. It all starts with trusting each other and uh, at, at your most vulnerable, you know, so. So you would say if you if you did your group and had not uh, done that component, the intense relationship piece, as well as you did, do you feel like that it, it would have, been, I I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm sort of asking you, but I mean, would, would you have said the group would not have been near as effective as it was? Yeah, I, I think that's very important. Uh, yeah, part of this. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, uh, good. I I keep I keep talking about it because I do feel like it's the one thing that people will skip. It's like, oh well, that's just we getting together, so that's not important. Right. But it's a core value because it is so important. And I, I love I love uh, hearing you speak about it because uh, it, it confirms what, what I already know, that it is so important. And it's it's part of our spiritual process. It, it, it may not look spiritual. It may not feel spiritual, but it is. And it's, it's all part of that process of growing in relationship with the Lord and with others, which is how we become disciples and make disciples. So that's wonderful. If you were to um, look back... And it may be nothing, but if you were to look back at your group, how would you have let, what would you have done differently? Is there any one thing or a couple of things you would have done differently? Maybe not. It's okay if there's not. I can't come up with anything off the top of my head. No, uh, it's just, like I said, the Lord, Lord picked his team. I, you know, I, I waited and w- was trying to listen. And most of the time during the praise and worship services, when I hear the Lord the most and they'll give me a name or, uh, or he just guides my eyes, you know, and shifts it to somebody yeah. or something. And I, I felt like that's what he did during that process. And like I said, I had my own doubts as a, uh, as a fleshly human being that on certain aspects of it with uh, how everything went and uh, it went the exact opposite of what I thought in those areas. And he had, it, you know, it just, it just went so well, you know, there was no reluctancy whatsoever. And it was, I felt like it was like that with my group, uh, my original group that I did, you know, cause uh, you know, I'm sure Aaron and Casey, that 
they didn't handpick everybody. I, I really felt like the Lord put names on their heart and, uh, no, for sure. Casey's you know what I mean? That. Yeah. And it's just so smooth. Yep. Uh, it's just amazing whenever you let the Lord do things, how smoothly it'll go. Usually the only hiccup is yourself, you know? And, uh, Whenever you doubt something or you try to control it, you know, manipulate it, that's yeah. whenever the hiccups come. It's so fluid whenever you just kind of let the Lord take care of it. Easier said yeah, than beautiful. done, I know. Well, your testimony is amazing because you're, you went from being the reluctant participant <laughs> to um, really having a great story out of it um, with life change, spiritual growth, to them being maybe the most quint the, the most uh quintessential leader that we've had like i don't know that i could ask anyone else hey what what would you go back and change that wouldn't have something they would change and i i just think it's so uh, it's just an unbelievable testimony of of your journey that i mean you just uh, here here's what i would say is um and this isn't taking a thing away from you this is actually a huge compliment because many people won't do this but you just followed the process Right. He's like, okay, I'm supposed to do intense relationship. I'm supposed to do that on my off week. So I'm going to do it. Right. You didn't, you didn't overthink it. You just did it. And, um, and man, it, it's, it's amazing. The fruit that came from that group. I know many of the guys, uh, were at the OM national connect last year. I know of many of them well, uh, personally. And, uh, and it's just your leadership. I, I, and you stepping out and doing what you did, uh, has really made an impact in the kingdom. And so, man, I'm just so proud of you. So thankful for you. And, um, Hey, as we wrap this up, um, I'll give you a chance to just kind of say anything you want, anything that's on your heart. Uh, maybe even frame it as like, if you were going to have coffee with anybody thinking about being in ordinary men or thinking about leading, maybe on the fence, maybe they've been through ordinary movement, ordinary men or women. And they're like, man, I don't know if I, I, I want to leave, but I don't know. Like, what would you say to the, the, as, as we close, maybe we can just close with this and anything else you want to add to it what would that conversation look like um, if you were going to have a conversation with them? Uh, anybody that's on the fence, it, you know, if you've been through it, you know how great, great it is. I mean, uh, if it's anything, a percentage of what it was for me that you, you feel it and you know how important it is and how life changing it can be. And uh, I feel like if you're on the fence, uh, you just need to go for it because I mean, I, I love the guys we I had a group with the first time. I love the guys that I had. I, I was, I facilitated. I didn't lead. I just facilitated conversation. And, uh, there you go. That's it. it. Was, that's it, it. You know, and the Lord did his thing and the whole, that's the whole idea of it, is just step up and step out. You know? Yeah. I mean, I like getting together with the guys that I just did a group with. I enjoy that. I want to continue to do that, but I also have, nine or 10 guys from the first group that I can call on. I mean, what, what you're doing is building a band of brothers that just keeps building and yeah. building. And, you know, right. it's not, it's not just, you know, the, the one group, it's not, it's not set up like that in the Bible. It's not set up from, you know, what the Lord put on your heart. That's not the vision you had, whether it be OM or something else, go for it because all you're doing is making more brothers. And I'm going to go to it again. We need godly men to stand up together. Yes. And mm -hmm. I mean, just go for it. I mean, it's not, I, I'm telling you, I, it, the, the Lord will take care of all of it. I, 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 I just, I know that I've lived it. I've went through it. I've let it. It's, it's not hard. 
It's not hard. Just show up and expect anything. Love it. David, you're an inspiration to me. Uh, it's I'm inspired by ordinary men that are faithful in what God calls them to do. Of course, the extraordinary people, uh, it's all great. Uh, the, the, that's, but the people that really inspire me are people like you. And, and I just want to say, as we close out, like, uh, you, you, you personify the person that's, that, that is willing to do what God puts on your heart. Like, um, it, like if you think that day that David wanted to be on this podcast, you're kidding yourself. I, I text him and his first response was, uh, I don't know. It was very obvious that he was like, I don't want to do this. Right. And then I didn't, I don't even, I have to go back and check, but I don't think I prodded or anything. I was just like, okay, well, if there's some times at work and then out of nowhere, he, and he must've been wrestling with it. And, and, and finally he just texted me and said, Hey, can you do tomorrow morning? And I was like, absolutely. I can do tomorrow morning. And that's, that is the way that he walks out his relationship with the Lord. And, uh, it's very, it's, it's extremely encouraging. It's very fresh, genuine. Um, so thank you for being who you are, David. Thank you for sharing uh, your heart today. And, and I just am confident that something that was said in our conversation will encourage someone to, to walk out what God's put on their heart. So I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, guys, until next time, let's do this. Thanks so much.